0: Now we, we are very familiar with this story, but we're going to learn a few things today. Mark chapter number five, and they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He is full of demons who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Because they had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. He just broke them. The fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and the tombs crying. He was hurting. He was hurting. He was in pain. These demons were driving him crazy, cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of them? This is the demon speaking, by the way. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. Now there was a nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. See, they done had business with Jesus before. And they knew there was an abyss that he could have put them in that he put others in and they didn't want to go in. Say amen. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And they were about 2000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was done. And they come to Jesus and see him. This is great. They see him that was possessed with the devil and had a legion sitting, sitting, clothed. Luke told us he wear no clothes. He was naked, but now he's clothed. And now he's in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it uh, uh, they that saw it told them how it befell him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. They began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Boy, that's, that's logical, right? I want to be with the one who fixed me. How be it, how be it, here, here's where I want you to focus on. How be it, Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, say it with me, all right, say them first two words. Go home. Say it again. Go home. Look at your neighbor and tell him, go home. go home. After the service. After the service. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus done for him and all men did marvel. Isn't that great? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful and thankful for your mercy and your love. And I'm thankful for the sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I'm fairly confident it's in Fairview also. Lord, I pray right now that you'll anoint this place, anoint the ears that hear. Lord, I pray that they can hear and comprehend every word that's said today. I pray that you'll guide my mind, guide my thoughts, Lord. I pray that you control everything I say. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't, and Lord, don't let me forget anything I should. And God will praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people say it, amen, amen. amen. Listen, you may be seated. <clears throat> At the top of your notes, you'll find the title, A Story to Tell. If you are saved, born again, and, and a child of God, you have a story to To tell, Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. You have a story to tell. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to try to try to sneak this in. I am trying my best to motivate you to start sharing your faith. The last four sermons, the last four messages have all been with the idea and the, and the, the hopes of getting you to begin to share your faith. You have a story to tell. If you're born again, you have a story. It may not be my story. It may not be your parents' story, but it's your story. And your story is a powerful story. Do I have a witness? amen. amen. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I first started studying this particular chapter, in this particular story... Uh, I, I, God had to, he, he had to kind of, he had to kind of correct me a little bit and, and get me moving back in the right direction. Cause I was really focused on the wrong thing. I really was. And, and so here's what I want to do as we go through this, write this down. First of all, number one, I want you to see the man in the story, the man in the story. And when I first started studying this, I was focused on the man. I was focused on his issues. I was focused on his problems. I was focused on his dwellings where he dwelled with the dead people. He felt more comfortable with the dead than he did the living. The Bible says we are dead in our trespasses and in sins. Are y'all with me? He, he, listen, his dwelling is dilemma. He had a problem. He could not control himself. And by the way, man couldn't fix him either. Man tried everything they could to tame him, to, to, to calm him, to fix him. And I'm going to tell you, he had a problem that man couldn't fix. And there are people today in this world that we live in that has a problem that man cannot fix. It is not something that man has the ability to do. Are y'all with me? He he has all of these issues going together. So I'm trying to write this outline out. I want you to know how bad this man is. This will make this story so much better when you realize how bad this man is. And boy, God just got all over me. And, and he said, hey, it's not about how bad he was. It's about how good I am. And so we change the focus. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel God bumps. I'm ready to preach this morning. Listen, it's not about how bad he was. It's about how good Jesus is. And I want you to write this down. A, hey, A, hey, write this down under the man. I want y'all to see this. Jesus found him. Jesus found him. Now, why is that so important for us to know? Because if you will look at the verses I printed out, you'll find out that Jesus told those disciples, let us go to the, let us go to the other side. And what happened when they got to the other side, they found a crazy man, a demon possessed man, a naked man, a ferocious man, a violent man. But Jesus went to that man because after he healed that man, he left the area. You know what that tells me? He didn't go for the swine. He didn't go for anything, but that man. Y'all are not getting me. Jesus went specifically for that man. He said, let us go to the other side. It kind of sounds like I must needs go through Samaria. Uh, do I have a witness? Jesus went to Samaria to find a woman at the well, specifically for her, personally for her. And Jesus went to Decapolis. He went to the area of the Gadarenes to find that man. What does that have to do with me? I wasn't looking for God. God was not on my radar. I couldn't get to where God was. Jesus came looking for me. He came to where I was. He came to my situation. He came to my gutter that I was in. I couldn't find him because I wasn't looking for him. I did not find God and you did not find God because God was never lost. You were lost. God came and found you. That's enough preaching right there to start a revival. You wasn't looking for God. You didn't care nothing about God. You couldn't even get to God. You didn't have the ability to be looking for God. But God came your way. He came looking for you. He loved you enough. Just like old David and Mephibosheth. He went to where Mephibosheth was. Somebody say amen. Amen. Jesus found this man. He said, why did he find him? Because he was looking for it. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And when you were lost in your sin, he came looking for you. Jesus found this man. Jesus not only found this man, Jesus changed this man. Jesus changed this man. What does it say? It said when they came to him, they found him closed, sitting before he's running around in the tomb. They can't stop him. They can't get, they get, can't get him to calm down. They can't chain him. They tried to chain him. And the demons in him were so powerful, they broke all the chains. Are y'all with me? But here he is sitting, clothed in his right mind. Jesus changed this man. Let me tell you something. If you came to Jesus and Jesus came to you, he changed you. The greatest part and the most important part about your story is not all the sins you used to commit. It's that he changed you. And if you're not changed, then you ain't met him. Let me say that again. That's not real good English. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're not changed, then you have not met him. To all my teachers. Amen. Get on to me. If there's been no change, then he's not come in. Hello. But Jesus changed him. Changed him. Oh, what a change. How many of y'all remember the day Jesus changed you? He changed your behavior. He changed your attitude. He changed your appetite. Thank God almighty. He changed your destination. (laughs) Yeah, I'm enjoying it, whether y'all are or not. I'm so tickled to death today that Jesus came and found me and changed me. Changed me. Can you imagine how thrilled he was not to be cutting himself anymore? Not to be screaming and crying anymore? Not to have that pain and suffering that he had experienced? He was so grateful and so thankful. Oh, he was so thrilled about what Jesus done for him. He said, I want to go where you are. But Jesus says, whoop, Whoop. what did he say? He says they suffered him not. If you look that word up, suffered him not, that phrase in your concordance, it means he sent him forth. You say, here's the thing. Jesus found him. Jesus changed him. And then Jesus sent him. That's right. Jesus sent him. Now, look, if Jesus found you and Jesus changed you, you cannot sit on your blessed assurance. Come on. Well, that's because you're sitting. That's why you got offended. You can't just come in here and just stay with in the presence of Jesus. Why? There's hurting people out there. You see, we, we have a, we have a pandemic. We have a pandemic and it's not COVID. It's silent Christians who come every Sunday and get their praise on and get excited about it and feel a little, better, a little bit better about themselves. And then they stay silent all week long. People going to hell all around them. People needing the joy that you have and the peace that you have. And you're keeping your mouth shut. Jesus says, let it not be so. You're not saved to sit. You're not saved to soak. Because if you come in here, sit and soak, you will sour. You have been saved and now you are sin. Go ye into all the world. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus sent him. He said, no, he said, no, you can't stay with me. You can't stay with me. Now you got to understand the Decapolis, Decapolis, Decapolis. Y'all with me? The Decapolis means 10 cities. It was cities that were developed by the generals of, of uh, 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 Alexander the great. It was very Hellenistic, meaning a real souped up Greek culture. Very, very modern I mean, I had in my head before I really dug into this, I had in my head that this was, I mean, this was like in the woods and this, he came. No, this was a very modern city, very modern area. One of the, one of the, one of the cities in the Decapolis was Hippos. It was on the hill. Jesus was on the, on the, uh, uh where he gave the, uh, uh sermon on the mount. And where he was teaching there, he said a, 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 a light, a candle set on a hill, city set on a hill cannot be hit. And I believe he was looking straight across the Sea of Galilee and seeing the lights of this city. Very modern, very up-to-date, had gymnasiums, had stadiums. And you can, you can Google it and look at the stadiums. They're still there. It would have looked like your modern college town and probably acted like it because it, the sexual immorality was rampant, terrible. The, 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 the idol worship. The pigs that you see here was not necessarily for pork chops. They were to sacrifice in their pagan temples. And that those pagan temples is most likely where this guy caught all these demons at where he was worshiping. Are y'all with me? You know what Jesus said? He said, I don't want you to go with me. I want you to. I want you to. Go home. I want you to go home. I'm so glad Jesus cared about the Gentile pagans, too. Can you imagine when Jesus looked at those disciples, those Jewish disciples who despise Gentiles, who despise pigs? And by the way, by the way, in Israel right now, you can't even grow pigs on the ground. They have to be they have to be in pens above the ground so they don't they don't contaminate the Holy Land to this day. So you can imagine you can imagine how much they despise everything. And Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Can you imagine these, these Jewish fishermen? What? Over there? Jesus, let's go to the other side. You see, he cared about those Gentiles. He cared about those pagans. He cared about the outcasts. And now that he has shown his power over all these demons, Jesus wasn't scared a bit. And by the way, if you'll study it, you'll find out there was a storm arose that tried to keep Jesus from getting there. The devil tried his best to keep Jesus from getting to a trophy of his power. And here this man is changed. He's a different creature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become. He said, I need you to go home. Look here. We see the man. Say it with me. Jesus. Come on. Jesus found him. Then Jesus. Then Jesus. How many of y'all has, has Jesus found this morning? Raise your hand. Has Jesus found you? How many of y'all has Jesus changed? How many of y'all know he sent you too? Amen. What do you mean? Number two, I want you to see the mission. The mission. Jesus. Jesus found him, changed him, and sent him. He said, go home to thy friends. And tell them what great things the Lord has done for thee. So here's the mission. Go and tell. It's in, in the simplest form. Go and tell. Say it with me. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Now this should not be difficult for many of you in here. But instead of going and telling gossip. <clears throat> I need you to go tell great things the Lord has done. Some of y'all have no problem going and telling. It's already gotten back to me. Mm hmm. Y'all get that. You love telling, but you're telling the wrong things. We need to go and tell what great things the Lord hath done. Are y'all with me? Two things here. I want you to write down two things here. I want you to write down. First, I want you to see the place involved, the place involved. He said, go home, go home. Decapolis was home. The area where he was from, that's home. Do you know what? We have missionaries. Is Micah, Micah, are y'all in here in this service? We've got missionaries that's in town from, from Guatemala. They must be coming to the second service. Uh, uh, They're in, they're serving in Guatemala, but guess what? Your mission field is right here. When he says, go home, Jesus saying, go to, go to Holly pond. Do we have any Holly ponders in here? Holly ponders. All right. There's some Holly ponders. My daughters a new, newly, newly. Uh, a transplanted Holly Ponder. But she still wears maroon and gray. Do we have any West Pointers in here? West Pointers? Yeah, baby. Raise your hand. Be proud and loud. That's us right there. Bless God. West Pointers. Do we have any good hopers in here? Good hopers? Good hopers needing hope. Say amen. I'm kidding, y'all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do we have any Vine monitors in here? Vine monitors. Ooh, there's a bunch of y'all. Vine monitors. Vine monitors. All right. Uh, uh, Let's see. We got any Bug Tussle in here? Got any from Bug Tussle? Uh, Nicky Joe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Preacher Brown, that was the only thing he could remember about preaching in this area was Bug Tussle. (laughs) How'd they name that? Was a drunk man looking down? (laughs) See, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Y'all know how I get. I can't help this. Uh what am I missing? Uh Bremen? Any got any anybody from Bremen? Bremen? Uh Harsel? Yeah, we got some Yankees in here. Hey man. All right. Okay. Uh uh where am I missing? Hansville? Hansville? Got any Southerners in here? Yeah, look at that whole crowd in the back. Hansville? Uh Moulton? Fallville. Oh yeah, I forgot about Fallville. Fallville. Moulton, any any from Moulton? Any? All right, what am I, what am I leaving out? Some of y'all ain't nowhere. Say it again, Decatur. Yeah, Decatur. How many Decaturans we got in here? Yeah, y'all even more Yankee than them Harpswell people. Coleman. Coleman, oh Coleman, Coleman. How many of y'all Coleman people in here? Y'all need Jesus. Stay in, stay. <laughs> y'all don't tell I'm a warrior, Amen. West Point. You know what all that is? That's your Decapolis. That's your Decapolis. When Jesus said go home, he said, take what you get in this building and go back to Holly Pond and go back to Good Hope and go back to Vinemont, go back to Hartsel, go back to Decatur, go back to Bremen, go back to Bug Tussle, go back to West Point, go home and take what you've got. Are y'all with me? Here's what we think. We come here to be restored and refreshed and get our praise on and we pay that preacher to get everybody saved. That's not biblical. And that's why the church is dying. Because we as a people are not doing what God has called us to do. And by the way, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm sharing. I mean, God gave me an experience this week that's incredible. And I can't even share it with you because I'm afraid the people that was there in that situation may be here. But here's the thing. God God wants you to share with the nice people, but he wants you to share with the belligerent too. God showed me that this week. Man, somebody, it was just. uh, God says, I said, you're going to make me do it, ain't you? Sure enough. I wonder how many people tried their best. to. Well, they did because the Bible said nobody could go by that way. It wasn't that they couldn't go by that way. They didn't want to go by that way because they didn't want to mess with him. And how many people are we avoiding that really need Jesus? We're sent. We're on a mission. Where's our mission? Wherever you call. Come on. Wherever you call Home. home. That's the place involved. Then B, write this down. The people involved. The people involved. Listen, he said, to thy friends. I believe, I believe we, can, we can apply this. If he, said, if he said home, I think that would include family. Wouldn't y'all, wouldn't y'all agree with that? And by the way, I truly believe this, our greatest ministry and our first ministry is our family. I'm going to ask you to make a list. I'm going to ask you to make a list so people that you can be witnessing to, people you can be praying for, and the first people on that list needs to be your family. Let's look at this. Look at your notes. Look at your notes. Make a list. Make a list. How do we make that list? We start with this. Number one, list the people, the. Come on, you can say the rest of it. Okay, let's start it over. Let's start it over. Number one, list the people, the. List the holy, list the ones the Holy Spirit brings to mind. When you sit down with your list, who's the first people God brings to your mind? Number two, list of people where, who would be, put them on the list, put them on the list. Number three, list of people where, who would be, all right, that's where you go to school, where you work, could be the buddies you work with every day. Number four, list of people where, that would be, Listen, two people today, two people, possibly three, have trusted Christ as their Savior because we went into places that we go all the time anyway and took the gospel to them. Shared our faith. Just share what God's done for us. Guess what? Everybody in this building needs to be doing that. Everybody in this building needs to be doing that. You need to assume that every person you run into is lost. You need to assume that every single person you run into is lost. And if they die without Christ, they will go to hell. hell. Because that's true. That's true. Number five. Number five. List the people where you. Which would be. now, Now, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm tired of arguing with parents about all these travel stuff travel teams, travel, lot when, when you take your kids completely out of church all summer long, I think that's idolatry. <clears throat> I said it, write it down, I'll sign it. Period. But if you're going to do it, at least take Jesus and try to share the gospel with them. If you're going to be there anyway, but it's going to be kind of difficult because when you do that, they're going to say, well, what are you doing here? But either way, let's go to the gym. Let's go to the sports fields. Let's go to the leagues. Let's go to the people you have influence with and that you're around all the time and say, hey, can I tell you how good God's been to me? You know what I did in in these two situations where the people trusted Christ is this. Can I, listen, God's been so good to me. Man, I love sharing it with people and I've written it out. Would you mind reading my story? And if I have the time, If I have the time, I'll say, hey, do you got a minute? Say it with me. Come on, say it. You got a minute? You got a minute? 20 seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds. 20 seconds, my life before Christ. 20 seconds, how I came to Christ. 20 seconds, my life after Christ. Y'all ready? Watch this, watch this. Hey, y'all, you got a minute? Hey, y'all, you got a minute? You know what? There was a time in my life when I was very religious. I went to church all the time, knew a whole lot about the Bible, knew a lot about God. But you know what? Something was missing. Something was missing. And boy, I was afraid all the time. I would think about dying and where I would be. And Man, I was afraid. And then one day, somebody shared a message with me that changed my life. They said Jesus would fulfill me. Jesus would save me and forgive me. And see, I needed to not just know about God. I needed to know God personally. And man, I asked Jesus, I said, I want to know you. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to save me and forgive me. And boy, ever since that day, ever since that day, I've never been the same. Man, I've had joy. I've been fulfilled. I feel complete and I'm no longer afraid. And you know why that is? Because that's what Jesus done for me. Okay, who timed me? That was under a minute. Hi, Carla, What? 47. say it again. 47. 47 seconds. Now, you can't just get that right away. That takes practice. <laughs> you know what? I've been practicing because I want to tell everybody my story. I want to tell everybody. I, I, I told Emma at the restaurant. I've told, I've told Pam this week. I've told, I found, I met a a couple right now that Sherry is going through chemo treatments and we're praying for Sherry, pray for her right in the restaurant. But you know how I learned how to do all that? Through that workshop. Listen, please come. Please come, please help me. I want to do everything I can to save everybody in Coleman, but I need some help. Will you help me? Will you tell your friends? Will you tell your family? You have more influence over people than you even realize. They may not listen to the preacher, but they may listen to you. You see, we're on a mission. You didn't get saved to go to church. You didn't get saved to go to church. Y'all with me? He didn't say, now go to church. Now that's part of it. But he said, go home and tell them. Go and tell. Everybody say it with me. Go and tell. Say it again. Go and tell. Look at your neighbor and say, go and tell. Go and tell. Number three, what are we going to tell? I'm glad you asked. We see the man. Number two, we see the the mission. Number three, we see the message. The message. What are we going to tell? What are we going to tell? Oh, this is good. This is good. Look what he says. Look what he says in the verse. He said he suffered him not. He suffered him not, but saith unto him, what'd he say? Go home, Go home to thy Friends. and tell them, here it is, here it is. This is what he's supposed to tell. Tell them how Friends. and hath had compassion on thee. You say, Preacher, what am I supposed to tell them? Eh? Tell them what happened. Tell them what happened. It's not complicated. Tell them what happened. See, we've made, we've made sharing the gospel way too complicated. Now, I need, I need to do a survey again. I've done this survey almost every single week for the last four weeks. How many of y'all are saved? Raise your hand real high. I want to see it. you saved, born again, you know it out a shadow of a doubt. If you're, you was to die right now, you'd bust heaven wide open, rolling on the streets of gold. Say amen. Come on, let me see it. All right, all right, all right. Let me look again. How many of y'all were there when it happened? That makes you, and I, thank you. Everybody, that makes you an eyewitness. So what do you do? Just tell them what happened. You know what I did when I just told you my story? That's exactly what happened to me. Man, there was a time I was really religious. They called me the little preacher boy, had three-piece suit. Hello? Three-piece suit? And, 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 And a big old Bible that I carried around, and all the little granny ladies would pinch me on the cheek and say, my little preacher boy. I could quote verse after verse after verse after verse after verse after verse. verse. Now I can't even remember my children's names. (laughs) You could ask me anything you want to know about the Bible. But I was lost. I knew a lot about God. And boy, I'm telling you, God began to convict me and convict me and show me I didn't need to just know about God. I needed to know God. And you know what I tell people? I just tell them what happened. And guess what? It's a powerful story because it's mine. You can't refute it. I was there when it happened. They make an argue about the demoniac, but they can't argue about your change. When I tell them I was scared, now I'm not. I was unfulfilled and I felt empty. Now I'm not. I didn't have no joy. Now I'm as happy as a fat baby in a phone booth with a pocket full of quarters. How are you going to argue with that? And guess what? Guess what? I just tell them what happened. B, write this down. This is so good. Then tell him who did it. Watch what he says. This is what's so intriguing. This is what's so intriguing. Brother Doug, this just stood out to me so huge. I'm telling you. It it goes back. It goes back to we making such a big deal about how bad he was. But that's not what God wants. We don't want to make it about the sinner. We want to make it about the Savior. Your story should be about what Jesus did. This is about Jesus. Jesus came to me. Jesus found me. Jesus changed me. Jesus fixed me. Man couldn't do it. Ropes couldn't do it. Chains couldn't do it. But Jesus did it. Are y'all with me? Watch what it says. Go home. Go home. Tell thy friends, watch this now, watch the way it's worded. Go home, tell thy friends what good things the. Ho, 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 ho. Don't get in such a hurry. (laughs) Tell them what good things the Lord. Lord. Stop. Tell them what good things the Lord. Lord. It didn't say the church. He didn't say the church did it. He didn't say what baptism did. He didn't say what religion did. You see, when we're trying to we're trying to win people to Christ and share our faith, all we're doing is inviting them to church. And we we say church changed my life. Church has never changed your life. It's who you met in church that changed your life. And we need to quit saying you need to get in church and start saying you need to get to Christ. Because there are people that have gone to church most of their life and it didn't change them. There are people that go to church and say, this is where the answer is. And they went to church and there was no answer because there's a lot of false advertising on so many church signs because they're not preaching the gospel. So let's quit saying that church didn't change me. I was in, I was in a lot of church. Matter of fact, I was in church nine months before I arrived on this planet. I was in Christian school. I was in Sunday school. I was in training. I was in church every time the doors were open, but that did not change me. It wasn't till I met Jesus personally and had a relationship with him. Then my life changed. All you got to do is tell what happened? And then you got to tell who did it. And if you're saved, he did it. You didn't do it. You didn't fix yourself. You didn't turn over a new leaf. You didn't rededicate. You were dead in your trespasses and in sin. And Jesus came and breathed life into you. Somebody saved me. Just tell what happened. And then tell them who did it. And guess what? That's enough. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of Christ unto salvation. The power is not in our persuasion. The power is not in our ability to talk somebody into something. That's the problem. The church is too full of people that's been talked into this and they've never been truly converted. And somebody say me! The power is in the gospel. That's enough. That's enough. I tell them all the time, man, Jesus has been so good to me. Can I tell you what happened to me? And man, I'm telling you what. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this. I really am. Because I love you guys and I want to do everything the very best I can for you. I want to be the best pastor you can ever have. But the last few weeks, the last few weeks since the, 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 the training when Brother Dave came, I can tell you my life is not the same. I'm praying with people and witnessing to people that I, I would have been scared to death to before. And the level of my peace and the level of my joy is out the roof. And I can't wait to get somebody else. I can't wait for church to be over so I can go tell somebody else what happened. And who did it. And Brother, Brother Montgomery, the more I do it, the more I want to do it. And I know what y'all are thinking. I know what y'all are thinking. I'm psychic and you didn't know that. You're thinking, oh, but you're the preacher. This is easy for you. It ain't never been easy for me. There is something, there's like a, there's like a, a, an anointed force field on this platform that helps me deal with all them people out there. I could never do this without the anointing of God on me. And when I go out them doors, I am petrified. Very, very shy by nature but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. And I've been begging God every morning, God, give me that power. God, give me a burden. Lord, will you create an opportunity today and give me boldness, help me to be fearless? God will do it. God will answer them prayers. But first you got to want to. Take this step. August the. I was just testing you. What was it? Eight. Eight. Let's all say it. Eight. August the 8th. Come, let me show you. I promise you this. I, I, I mean, this is the God. My hand on the Bible. Right hand. Is it the right hand you put on there? As God is my witness. As God is my witness. I'm not good at this. And this doesn't come easy for me. And it doesn't come naturally for me. But from the things I've learned, it has tremendously helped me do this. And it'll help you too. What what are we going to say to the people we've lived around and worked around and played around and and went to school with all these years and never told them what happened to you? And they die and go to hell. How are we going to look them in the eye? How will we look them in the eye from this point on after you've heard what you heard today? It's time we get a burden. It's time we get a burden. And we got to care about the ones, we got to care about the ones. There was a very difficult situation this week. I'm trying to be as gentle as I can because they may be watching on the internet. and I was, I was witnessing to our, our waitress it was really good. She was really receptive, really sweet and nice and was listening to me, listening to my story. And there was just a difficult situation in the restaurant. Everybody was kind of uncomfortable. And I'm feeling it. And I'm like, oh. And then I started feeling the Holy Spirit. He said, I love him too. I said, you're not, you're not going to make me witness to him, are you? Yeah, sure am. And it may have been the sweetest one all week. You See, Jesus loves everybody. He loves the the sweet little nice receptive one. And he loves the little difficult one. He loves the one that you like to meet. And he loves the ones you try to avoid. You see, Jesus loved that demoniac that was on a pagan shore in a pagan society who hated everything about truth and justice and righteousness. He loved him so much that he risked going through a storm to get to him. Who are we avoiding? Because they need to know what happened too. And they need to know who did it. And all God's people say it. Number one, let's review and we'll pray. Number one, we see the man. The man. Say it with me. The man. What happened to that man? Jesus, he found him. found him. He came looking for him. Then Jesus changed, changed him. And then what did Jesus do? He sent him. What he sent him, he sent him. He send him on? a, a He got a mission, right? He got a commission. He got a responsibility. By the way, we all have this responsibility. We all have a mission. Do I have a witness? Look here, we see the place involved, the people involved. Go home, look at your neighbor say, go home, go home. Go back to Holly Pond, go back to Good Hope, go back to Vinemont, go back to West Point, go back to Coleman, go back to Hansville, go back to Bremen, go back to Bug Tussle, go back to Hartsell, go back to Decatur, go back to Jones Chapel. Hello, see I can read lips too. And do what, preacher? Tell them what happened. You have a message. You have a story to share. Tell them what happened and tell them. Come on, everybody. Tell them who. Who did. who did it. Listen, Fairview, I hope y'all burn the place down out there. Not literally by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I hope you tell everybody. I hope you tell them in Balaton. I hope you go all the way to Arab. I hope you soak that area in the gospel and just tell everybody what Jesus has done for you. And and if you're here and you say, Preacher, I'm afraid because I don't know how. August the 8th and and 15th, we're going to live stream it out there. We're going to do it live here. Listen, please come. Please. I need some help. Every day. Every day. Multiple opportunities a day. I'm trying my best to share it with everybody. But I need some help. Eighty thousand people are gonna be hard to reach all by myself. So please come and let me share it with you and help you, and we'll do it together. They that goeth forth bearing precious seed. That 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 that, that spreads with crying, that means they have a burden. He that soweth with tears shall reap in. Enjoy. Enjoy. It says doubtless. We're going to come again bringing our sheaves with us. And all God's people see it.